Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Testing, testing, let me know. Whenever you're ready. All right. Uh, welcome into another episode of Conduits of Trouble, Zolgad and uh, Chip Scoggins, as always. Chipper, uh, let's start with our old beat, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Never a dull moment. No. Uh, we both were in Lambeau Field on Sunday and saw that, uh, I think it's safe to say, at times debacle. Mm-hmm. It's, it was it was an odd game. Uh, your primary thoughts on the play of quarterback Kirk Cousins, which has been dissected several times already, but I'd yeah. be curious to get your thoughts. Uh, frightening, honestly. Particularly the the one throw that everybody's talking about, but it, it still boggles my mind that an eight year veteran in the NFL, he's eight years, right? That's, yeah, eight, yeah eight five years, as a starter yeah. and eight years, yeah. Would would do that? And I mean, every, you know, everybody's going to make mistakes. No one's perfect, but I mean, man, in that situation, first down, just to throw it up for grabs when you're back, it just it boggles my mind. So I would be. If you're the Vikings front office and coaches, I would be terrified. Yes, because I agree. You know, Zimmer said we're gonna we got to keep coaching to play how we want. Well, I mean that's like rudimentary. There, you can't make that throw. And so, what, I mean, at the moment of truth, I don't I don't know if it's panicked or what. He just or over daring or or what he was trying to do there. But um, but the so. A couple things: the turnovers, obviously, the fumbles. I mean, it's, it's a continuing problem, and he's going to face a lot of pressure, right? But the bigger thing is, what do we hear all offseason? If we get the running game going, it'll make Cousins better. Yep. We'll do play action. Yep. They ran for two, basically, two hundred yards, and they dominated him on the ground. And you still couldn't. He couldn't thrive under those conditions, and the play action didn't really work. We're told it was going to be, and maybe that's the way Green Bay, def- you know, defended it. Uh, I think Zimmer said yesterday that Packers basically let him run the ball, and they were going to take away because someone asked him why. Why didn't the play action work? He said, "Well, because that's the way the defense was geared, right?" Right. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to continue to play that bad, obviously. But another big game. There's another big game where he didn't he didn't come through, and so I don't know. I mean. You know, the defense, obviously, the start was terrible, but they held them without a point, 11 straight possessions. That's pretty good. They buckled down. They changed something, you know. And so I think the defense is going to be fine. Dalvin's obviously great. The wide receivers, you know, they'll, they'll make plays, but in a big game. So, and here's the thing. Cousins is going to come back. You know it. We've seen it a million times. He's going to come back and play well Sunday against the Raiders. He just will. He's at home. It's just – it's how the NFL works. As soon as you start going one way, it comes back to the other. Mm-hmm. But until he does it in what – everybody deems is a big game. 
which is the next week in Chicago. Sure, yeah. That against one. a great defense. Against a great defense, Really good yeah. defense, right. The thing that – so I, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. I'll start with this one. So our, our guy Collar at scorenorth.com did a couple really intriguing pieces, sort, sort of film review pieces uh, with analytics mixed in, and the one was pointing out exactly how Green Bay uh, blew up the play action where Cousins tried to, to bootleg out, and what they did was they didn't care about the run. They would just send a guy at Cousins. Uh, and Collar has four examples – on with his story of those plays and the fourth one is the pass to Diggs. yes which okay my question then the is interception yes yeah. which is why on earth and i said this at the time but you know you're first and goal from the eight and you'd run 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 i yeah. believe there was a five-yard pass on that uh on that sequence that series yeah. that was it but why on earth would you call that play when you had three examples of it not working previously yeah. i didn't have a problem with passing on on that down but, but it's almost it's the stop but it's going back to that that play, but if it's, that they were blowing up, if they're taking away your boots, then mm-hmm. then you know you got to be. Able, Kirk can't handle no. that, and that's what he did. He you know he kept fading back further and further. I mean, he was I don't know how far behind the line he was when he actually threw the ball. Wait, so um, I don't know. I mean, and what do you think the next defense is going to do? Well, and the same thing. And the other thing is Kirk is Kirk is Kirk. Like nothing, yeah. nothing's going to change here, and. Because they didn't really bolster the offensive line sufficiently, yeah. the pressure—that's the problem—is I think Kubiak and Stefanski can go back, could go back this week and probably redesign some things for Kirk. Change, you know, because play action has different tentacles certainly sure, to yeah. it. But the issue is that pressure is not going away. And Chip, I don't see how you fix that. And also, Kirk takes longer than most guys to deliver the ball. Yeah, and you're not going to at this and point. He, you're to what you're saying. He's eight years in. Yeah, you're he, not going to retool him. And if he's if he's taking longer to deliver the ball, which means he's going to take more hits, and that's where he's prone to fumbling. Um, but and you, panicking. Yeah, <clears throat> well, you wonder if if teams aren't going to say, and teams because as outspoken as they have been about run the ball, that teams was like, all right, we'll let Dalvin get 150, but we're not going to give up big plays through the air. And then if you can beat us that way, then more power to it. So I, I assume a lot of this is going to probably be the formula, right, for defenses. Yes, yeah, so I guess my question is, what are they going to try to change here, and what can be changed? You can't limit the pressure because well, that's the, the problem. Th- this offensive line, and well, you know that poor interior line, Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, he's had tough. I think I saw someone was it like sixty eight percent of his dropbacks he had pressure on against yes. the Packers, which was, well, and I've got it. Bear with it me. It was in the sixties. I can't remember what, but I and right here. It, you know Bradbury's struggling. His first two games have been. You know, not good. Yep. Uh, the interior, and here's the thing, Judd. Every team has a big, strong, powerful nose guard, right? Who can move? Who can move? Yeah. That's so, that's what I said is the biggest difference among them. The biggest difference in this league from when we partnered on the Vikings beat at the Star Tribune was, you know, those big nose tackles didn't move. No, like Pat, Pat, Pat moved a little bit, and we're all like, oh, he can move. Yeah. Now those guys are are. Defensive end slash interior guys. Well, it's funny because it, you know we always talk about the defensive ends, and that's kind of the glory because they get the sacks and stuff. But more and more, you see these just athletic nose tackles that are three hundred and fifty pounds, but are athletic. Yes, and so that's. I don't know how you fix the line and the pressures. I mean, because it's not you can't scheme that away, right? So, Maybe you can chip with with tight ends and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but coming I, up the middle. Yeah, but you're gonna you're and that's a big ask. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 stats were. Right now that I pulled from the piece that Matthew uh, wrote, one of his many pieces at uh, scorenorth.com, 
Kirk Cousins ranks number one in percentage of dropbacks under pressure through two games at 60.9%. The next highest through two weeks. So, okay, so yeah. this is both games. The next highest through two weeks is uh, the Texans' Deshaun Watson at 50.7%. So you're talking about 10%. So it's not 10%. even close. Yeah, jeez. It's not even close. And, you know, so he is under pressure this year. He is what's, uh, yeah, what's his completion percentage? nine of 24, 37.5 completion percentage, 177 yards, which is 7.4 per attempt, two touchdowns, one pick and a 74.5 rating. No pressure. He's 13 of 18, 72.2%, yeah. 154 yards, which goes up to 8.6 per attempt, zero touchdowns, one pick, but the rating is 74.8. So the rating's not that much different. But the completion the, percentage yeah. is thirty is seventy two in one case, thirty eight in another. Well, and the turnovers. I mean, how many fumbles are in there too? I mean, the one. Well, he's got four. The, he's got four fumbles. And one was when he one. was running, right? Yes. So let's say three of them. So he's had four turnovers. All right. So I'm going to give you this idea. I've been I've been saying this for two days now. The Vikings didn't listen to people that said you need to improve your line. Yeah. Like I would have I know it would have been tough, but I would have let one of those defensive guys, Anthony Barr, probably, as much as I hate to do this, I probably yeah. would have let him walk to get a big guard or center, like a really good one, yeah. Zaffold or somebody like yeah. that. But they didn't do that. So Chip, here's my idea now. You almost have to double down on defense. I I would go after Jalen Ramsey very strongly. Rhodes is How, de- Rhodes is declining. What would you have to give up? Uh, probably at least first, a first, a fir- first, at least a first a, round pick. first and a player. I mean, uh, first and a player. I'd give up a first and a third for him. He's he is in the <clears throat> second to last year of his rookie contract. His fifth year option, which is thirteen million plus, is exercise. So he's back next year. Yeah, but they have like thirteen dollars in cap space. Uh, you have to give up. A, you would probably have them have them take Rhodes. But Jacksonville. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It have to be a player. Yeah. A player to yes. clear. Yeah, I, I, I would send Rhodes. I yeah. I trade Rhodes in a second. Yeah, for him and a, but, and a pick. But I'd yeah, give him picks. Yeah, because. I would treat road. I would treat Rhodes as a movable contract, and then I would give them picks as the real compensation. Because if your offense is going to struggle, you need to be number one or two in, in the league in defense. You need to be great. Yeah, like the Bears were last year. Correct. You but need to be that, and then overcome. This sounds silly. Like I'm about to say something that sounds stupid, but I believe it to be totally true. Because that defense for three quarters in Green Bay played really damn well. Yeah. You can't go down twenty one. Yeah, to nothing. You you might not be able to go down fourteen nothing. You could probably go down by ten points. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, if they could swing it, I would do it. I mean, because you're you're getting the best cornerback in the league, and, and 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 I wouldn't even worry so much about the personality stuff. No, because I think they have a good locker room. I think Zim's got a track record of love Jalen. Yeah, and, he and loves Dion. He loves yeah. you know he got along with that. Pat. Yeah, I wouldn't. Fine. That that to me, I wouldn't. I think there's different levels. Like Antonio Brown, agreed. I'd have to think long and hard about that one, you know. But agreed. Um, but Jalen Ramsey, I don't. My rule he's, of thumb, he's sort of a diva. I don't. My rule of thumb with guys is this: if I think there's something mentally off, like I think Jimmy Butler has something. There's yeah. something weird there. Antonio Brown, there's something there's, weird yeah. there. I think Jalen Ramsey is a diva, maybe a little bit of a hothead. And yeah, but I don't. But unless somebody knows something i don't know but i think i don't think he's done anything where i, where I would say oh he's no to me that that might be frustration from a, a situation to just gone haywire whereas if you, you get him in a situation with a good locker room culture i know we hate that word but they have it here and a good coach and staff and yeah so yeah i would do it if you if you could make the money work but I, mean, I just think Rhodes, what we've seen he is a declining yeah, player and that's yeah. a tough position I, I swear i don't think he's healthy well he might not be but whatever it is, you don't have time to worry about it. Yeah. Well, no, no, because clock's ticking on this. And I would not this regime. I, I would not suggest this if that weren't the case. 
So if this team, no, if you if you thought this was a long play, then I would never say yeah. This. But I, I this is not a long play anymore. Nope. This is, you know, the clock's ticking on him. So if the offense hums this weekend and looks great throwing a ball, is the anxiety meter going to lower? Or are you still going to have that? Okay, it's the Raiders. Who cares? Let's see, do it against the Bears. Personally, or in the yeah. town? Do you? Well, both. Personally, no, it's not going to change until I see a sustained level of the offense yeah. humming completely, which I don't think is possible with this line. I think yeah. they can run block. Yeah, I think they're pretty good at it. Um, I think the angst of Vikings fans will go down, yeah. but then it but then it stands it to go right back, back up, up in Chicago, yeah. right? Yeah, because they they typically don't play well. I mean, what's going to happen? Hakeem I know Nicks against Garrett Bradbury chip. I know, I know that that Bears defense against their line. I mean, what's going to happen? Well. And the thing is, I don't. I don't know. How, how do you scheme around that if your if your center and guards are you don't are getting overwhelmed That's physically? My point is, yeah, like, you can t- you can help a tackle with tight end chips and, and yes. running back chips and stuff like that. Center guard, I don't mean you're sort well, of. Give me one weak spot. If I had two really good guards and yeah. Bradbury's new, and I got to get around, I think I yeah. can do that. Mm-hmm. But you tell me, okay? And Dakota Dozier, let's say, because he was certainly not good, but he gets replaced by Elfline, who was not good. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the interior line has just not been – well, the whole line hasn't pass protected at all, really. Yeah, and, and that's – you know, it's a double whammy because Cousins is not – he doesn't like to move around. He's not mobile. He's going to stand in there and try to wait that last second. And so it's weird. After two weeks, you're thinking – I don't see the sky's falling, but there was a – the alarm bells are sounding pretty loudly after that game, you know. Well, and – you know, let's go back to the Falcons game. He threw. Now, I thought he was great in doing it, but he threw ten passes. Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's either been a non-factor or a liability. Yeah. I mean, in the two games, and, and so it's hard to an eighty-four million dollar. I know. And the, and the thing is, is Dalvin's been just sensational. But do you see him withstanding sixteen games of what he's doing right now? No, probably not. I mean, he's taking a and I'm he's not, delivered a punishment, but he's taking a punishment too. Probably not. And I, I'm not even thinking in those terms yet. But yeah. no, probably. And, and Madison probably right. looks pretty good too. I mean. Yeah, they can run block. Yeah, but you, but I, I agree. I think teams are going to be like, all right, run, run for two hundred. Yep, because it's a long way to go when you're just don't give up the you know like the pass the digs, which was a great pass. Yes. You know the forty five yarder. Yep, I mean there was, was, was a, yeah. You know, I agree. I mean there was. That's the thing. It's frustrating. Some about danger him. there, but because you saw, like we saw it last year, Rams game, the Packers game last year, might have been some other games where Cousins would just his accuracy was, you know, on point just. Putting balls in where you're like, God, how do you get that in? When that had the same thing with Diggs. Now that ball almost got the touchdown, almost got deflected. That's what I was it went say. The, it went, there was I mean, some danger, but, there, but it was yes, I'm with you. But it was on, and so you see that, and you're like, all right. And then it just the pendulum swings back to so far the other way where he he just makes these like the, the, you know the first interception that was quadruple coverage. I know, and I think Zimmer said he got fooled on that one. It's like, well, there's four guys around there. I mean, but how about the. F- you know what? Down to the fumble when he carried the ball, and then at the post game press conference explained that how he should have been carrying it as opposed to how he was carrying it. You're a veteran. I know. Well, and you know the other thing. Early in that game, Judd, there was a out route. I want to say it was Thielen to the Vikings sideline, and he had a clean pocket and he overshot it. Yeah. It was a third down. Remember that one? It was I, like yes. third and eight. And he it would have been Thielen like, in the binoculars after that. It would have been like a 15 yard gain. Yeah. I mean, it was like I don't say it's a simple throw because. I mean, not everybody, but it, for an NFL quarterback, you got to be able to just hit that, right? Yes. And he overshot him. Like, man, did you see what uh, the intended target did then? No, he he walked to the sidelines. He basically was on, on the sideline, 
took yep took two steps, put his hands on his hips, and I think Thielen and Diggs are getting frustrated, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, they're, they're you know, Thielen's particularly, is, you know, he's going to say all the right things. Diggs has too, but they're also wide receivers that want the ball, right? They're star wide receivers, and every, every, every wide receiver has a little bit of that in them. Hey, I want the sure. ball. I want to be able to make plays. Just kind of that competitive arrogance, if that's the right word, but. And when it's not clicking, yeah, then they're going to get frustrated, especially on throws like that where it's like, you got to be able to make that. I mean, that, that's like training camp. Yes, that's not – that's got to be the most frustrating because Thielen knows that if it's anywhere in his vicinity, yeah. he's, he catches that's that. It's just a pitch and catch, right, for yes. most – So Yes, it was. So I don't know. I don't know if if, if Cousins is feeling the pressure, not, not like literally, like from the line or just – but the pressure of, hey, man – there's a lot riding on this season. There's a lot riding on me doing well, and I got to be perfect. I think, I think he has it in him. I think he has that, like that perfectionist in him. Yeah, I think he's not. I think his biggest problem or problems are not physical at all. I think it's mental, and I think he yeah. is. I think he just really struggles with with things when they don't go right. When they go off, I don't think he likes it when things go off script. Which, oh by the way, that's an entire that's, football game. Yeah. Um. But but you know, it's interesting now having watched him play um, 18 regular season games, you start to understand some of the stuff from Washington. And so this year he now is falling on the sword. It's all his fault. Well, it was, but I'm not going to be a quarterback very much. Long. Yeah. I was like, wow. That guy. Right. But that's not, but, I, but, but what does that mean? And I also think it's Kirk saying what Kirk was told he should say. Mm-hmm. Sean Mannion ain't starting the game unless Kirk gets yeah. hurt. And they're not cutting you after. Yeah. Right. So, so let's cut the, but the other thing was, and I appreciate the fact that I'm sure some teammates got upset and the coaches got upset last year when he went to the podium and started to point fingers and yeah. say, oh, Kyle, Kyle missed that block, or he said somebody missed a block roll. Yeah. That was Kyle Rudolph. Of course yeah. it is. Um, and, and he said something about Riley Reef uh, missed something. But anyway, so this year he's now accepting it's, responsibility. Yeah. But I only want to hear that for so long, too. He He's already fallen on the sword post game after a preseason game against Arizona. Yeah. And now he's doing it again. It's, dude, you make all this money not to have to do that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, if I'm in that situation again, you know, I'm throwing it in the stands. It's like, well, Shouldn't that have been the first guess? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm with you. That shouldn't be a lesson you have to learn, you know. I'll use the P.J. Fleck analogy, you know, his, his freshman touched the stove, you know. Then they learn not to do it again. It's like, well, he's not a freshman touching the stove. I mean, he's, you know. So that's, yeah. Just, I mean, his decision-making was, I, I don't even know where it was, but I I truly believe this. Just for perception's sake and and the the, you know, kind of mood around him. This is like one of the biggest weeks of his NFL career. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Because, it, I mean, the way this town reacted to that, I mean, it, it felt ponderesque. Yep. Right? Yes. How they just went like this. And, and it was a ponderesque. I think there's probably still some, some cousin supporters. But it was. Think, oh, it's not some cousin's fault. It was a Christian performance. Yeah. But, you know, like, even last year, as bad as he was, there, I, I, I still got the sense where people said, it's not cousin's fault, the line stinks, no quarterback, you know. So they felt like it wasn't his fault. After that, after Sunday, I, his defenders probably – you can't put that on anyone else. Now, he did get pressure, but, you know, the pressure didn't force him to throw it up for grabs in the end zone. That last pass that got picked I think it, is I think it, awful. Yeah, and I think just – I mean, the temperature in town on him went up about 100 degrees. But if Sunday 
to what you're saying, if it fixes it temporarily, then they got to go to Chicago, and this is and that line's going to collapse. I think that line's going to be in big trouble against yeah. Chicago, I, and I don't think there's a way around that. And in in Kirk's case, though, I do see he looks to me, and this is not just post game Sunday. It was worse on Sunday, but he looks to me sort of just to be sort of lost as well. Yeah. Well, maybe he's, maybe the the new offense is still he's. It's kind of, but here's it's the thing. Supposed to be his offense. But, and here's Never? here's the thing, like Kubiak's obviously an offensive genius, and they clearly have got a plan that can run the ball. But can his plan make up for the quarterback's deficiencies? Well, I, no, because they can't get around the line. They can't. They can't get around the fact that they didn't. Well, that's the other thing that I, that I'd love to know when when Spielman and the offensive side. You know, they went to a lot of lengths to fix things. They got Kubiak here because it was Mike Shanahan, yeah. Kyle Shanahan's offense, and Kirk was more comfortable there. They got Stefanski as the OC, uh, who then learns what Gary wants and calls plays based on that. But ultimately, that's sort of what Kirk, Kirk likes. How did they not end up saying, we've got to make the line better? Like, you got them all these security blankets. You got them the first-round pick. Baby blankets. But I, I think, yeah, you, and you've, you've been banging on the drum forever that – and I, I don't even know if giving up bar because I think he's a difference maker. We saw it in week one. Well, somebody had to. That's what something. But okay, ro- s- roads then. Somebody the, the somebody money had to be allocated. Yeah, and not just let's find a veteran. I mean, yeah, you wanted a veteran beside the rookie, and I understand that. But it's got it's got to be better than just some guy who's available, Klein, whatever. You know, yeah. really commit money. But it goes back to there's only so much money in that pile and Zimmer's going to put it on his defense, right? He he's convinced them. Isn't that why you have a GM? He's convinced but he's convinced Spillman that the way to go is to have a top 5 defense and you can't well, they can't pay all these guys. I mean, Thielen had to get a raise, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they had to I they maybe to somebody and free up that money but, and they but just even, didn't do it. But even I mean, I think you're on board with saying don't bring back Everson. I was. He might have been. The, he might be their best defensive player so far. Yeah, he's been fantastic. But that's why I'm saying it had to be. It, but I, you know, Mike loves Griffin and he loves Barr and he loves Rhodes. But some. But if. Yeah. You, but right now, if you could go back, this is why I'm saying go all in on Ramsey now because it's too late. Yeah, the money. Yeah, the offensive thing is now lost. Yeah, you're going to get what you're going to get from them. Dalvin's going to be really good as long as, to your point, he holds up. Uh, but now you might as well double down. But this, but my statement that I find to be so frightening is you can't have one bad quarter in Green Bay defensively. Yeah, that's not allowed now with this team. Nope. Kirk Cousins can't, and this offense as a whole can't overcome that. Mm-hmm. So you can't have that bad quarter. So how? So let's say you give up. Let's say Cousins fumbles because he's going to. You give him the short field. I think they took over. Uh, the Packers did up fourteen nothing at the thirty three. Yeah. Okay. Let's say they get that touchdown seven nothing. You can come back from that. Mm-hmm. But the first, you know, those first two touchdowns when Aaron moved down the field and picked you apart yeah. cannot happen. And the other thing is, let's not be naive. If, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose track of downs and they kick a field goal there, I think that game's over. That was one of the weirdest. Well, I was, you know what, Jed, though? I was sitting basically on it. My press box seat was basically on it. And he, he was right. Carl Johnson ran up to 24. And me and Mark Craig, my colleague, were sitting right there. Really? Carl Johnson ran up to 24. And then and he's and Rogers saw it, and he said when I snapped the ball somehow it was at the twenty five, and he said he snapped it because he you know he peeled back and he looked at it and he's like uh oh it was fourth down really yeah I think for okay I think his initial step Carl Johnson now he may have so the stepped that way and it come back you know I'm shocked the official screwed up yeah 
you know, you know, how sometimes they'll step in and the guy, the other line judge will be, you know, at a different line. So they, then they step over. But from my vantage point, it looked like he was on the 24. Wow. Because I thought it was a first down, too. Okay. Until, until they now saw him spot. It was, it was like, oh, he didn't get it. Yeah, I just said, oh, he didn't get it. He just, well, it's typical. He, he thought he got a favorable spot and he, it was going to be a booth review because, you know, that's the first play after the two minute warning. Yep. So he's like, let's, let's beat the booth, the booth review. And it's like, just slow down, you know? I mean, well, and LaFleur's got to call the timeout. And he's got to call timeout. I would be interesting to see how that relationship works because apparently the TV cameras caught him arguing it. They did. Yep. I saw it. Um, well, it should work like this. LaFleur should just back off a little bit. <laughs> like, th- this is not your. No, seriously. I mean, you. you... You were hired to take care he of Aaron. He is young. Let me say that. He's got to be in his 30s, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a kid, but he was yeah. hired to take care of Aaron. Yeah. So don't come in here and do the, this yeah. is my offense. It, it, it works, and you're not yeah. going to, you know, just back off. And when Aaron, and then when Aaron retires, if you are still the coach, yeah. then you can. No, I'm serious. <laughs> you're a coach in waiting right but now. But be a babysitter. <laughs> I mean, this is, but you know what? You are going, this team yeah. is either going to, now, I think the Packers' defense has improved a lot, yeah. but you're going to sink or swim with number 12. So let's not act like you're in charge. Did your opinion of them change? You know what? No, uh, not too much because here's my opinion. And this was my opinion before the season started, Chipper, and it's my opinion now. I have no idea what to make of this division. Yeah. I I still don't. I think, well, a couple things. I think their defense is faster. I still don't know that they're great. No. But they're better. They're they're better. I think they're good. Good, yeah. Because they're faster and they're opportunistic. And and those – the two Smiths linebacker are good, and their safety is good. Yep. But um, the offense is not the offense that we expect because I just don't know they have the receivers that we've seen. And right. I don't know if Rodgers is still the Aaron Rodgers of what we think. They they ran the ball well. I thought that was one of the biggest untold stories is, like, they sort of gashed them pretty – you know, they were getting, like, five, six yards and a chunk. And that's what they're based on. Yeah. And if they do that, no, I, I would have thrown a little bit more than they did. Yeah, but yeah, they definitely had some success there. Not, but they're you know what they're two and zero in the division. But do you know what to make of, of the NFC North yet? No, I, I still think honestly, I still think ten wins is going to win it. I could. See I that. don't know one team's going to get to eleven. Chicago so far offensively they're underwhelms you. Yeah. They, they got a gift in Den- yeah. against I, I Denver. I don't think the Packers are eleven win team. I don't. Yeah, you could be right. I don't know what to make of this, and that's why I don't think the Vikings are by any means dead. No, I still. I was, but I'll in a stick vacuum, by that pick. in yeah. a vacuum, they make you worry. Yeah, I, I'll stick by the pick that I think they win the division, but you know, Cousins is going to play better, and I think you know you can win the division with him. But I, beyond that, I mean. Every playoffs game is a big game, and, well, and until he until he plays well in a big game, that's the narrative. He has to show that he can play well in a big game. I told Collar this on Sunday. I said we need to re um, rethink what we believed to be the truth. Now, this is no longer a Super Bowl window team. This is a hope they can make the playoffs team. Yes, and then if you have some luck in the playoffs, awesome. But the notion that we all carried into the 2018, in, sadly, do you know what this is? To me, and the people are the people are different here, but the end result feels very much the same. The wild, yeah. Suter, Parisi, Cousins, the all-in moves, and now I'm I actually like I actually probably like the hockey players more than Cousins, but it had that feel of oh all in. Oh, it was Stanley yeah, Cup. yeah. And then it was like oh all in, make the playoff, and that's how I feel about the Vikings right now. Mm-hmm. 
I don't see, which is why the Ramsey thing intrigues me, because I think that might change. Now, that would be a tough formula. Yeah. But if you basically didn't get down in games, if yeah, you were that well, good. Could you imagine adding him to Zimmer's defense? Then you would be a top one or two defense. Right, but then know? but then that then that you, would be but then I would say, okay, I see what you're doing. We it can might, win nine seven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I you know what I I still think this this offense has some explosiveness in it. I, I do. I just think if, if I guess the right opponents it does, but Yeah, I mean because I mean it was on the road, you're playing a better team, but if, if Cousins can just eliminate the stupid things, you know. But he can't because the pressure. The problem is, and this is where he's in a pickle. The pressure is so intense. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I can't fix. If I'm the Vikings, I can't fix that. Yeah, yeah because again, you didn't address the offensive line sure. sufficiently. Yeah. And and you know, you know, the Bradbury pick. It's a first round pick. I appreciate that. But in retrospect, now too, you do look around this league and say, okay, what nose tackles do we play? And then you say, oh my god, yeah, all you know, how many of them can move? How many of them can overpower? I, I actually feel empathy for Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, and he's probably fine at, at run blocking. I don't know how he's been grading out there because I think he's athletic and get out and do the zone yep. blocking. I mean, the pass blocking, and that's any rookie. Because yep. they probably just don't have the NFL strength yet. Yep. I mean, it, I mean, it's a different – I mean, nose tackles are, you know, like Linval. I mean, those guys are humongous and strong, and they just, yep. you know, and they're athletic. And so he's getting a little baptism, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, and, you know, we, we – covered a team that had a guy like steve hutchinson prob- yeah. probably should be in the hall of fame eventually here guard just a mean yeah. sob who was and now you know you've got poor pet elfline who you know if you look at bradbury and elfline and those guys when they get done playing they're probably gonna be skinnier than me mm-hmm. yeah they're just bulking up just to yeah that's yeah. they're eating chipotle just for this <laughs> but but, that, but that's a short-term thing so yeah. it's tough uh your thoughts on the um uh well they called it blocking but the I, pass interference that we found in New York on Delvin Cook and sort of where this is taking the game. I hated it. Like, I, when they, well, you know, so we're in the press box and they announced it, uh, pass interference on the offensive lineman or offensive player, right? They didn't even announce who it was. No, they how did How did the guy in the, the No, the he said blocking. He said, he said blocking he by said the, he was blocking. He didn't even, I don't believe that John Hussey, who was the official, ever said name pass or number, interference. Or, or number. And no. he didn't. Yeah, and before that, he said before he thought his mic was off. He said, "What are we stopping the game for?" Sure, yeah, he had no clue. Like Dalvin, I don't think was that was not the, the typical pick play that we see at the goal line. That was, I think, he was going out, looking back, and just trying to get out of the way. Sure. Now he did he make contact? Yeah, he made contact with that, but I don't think it was like all right, I'm shoving, you know, trying to be how they the kind of tricks they do with pick play. I don't think it was that, and so I just hate the fact that you can add that in. I didn't. You came over to me during the game. I didn't even. Honestly, I didn't even know you could do it. That well, you, you know, I knew because I thought it had to be challenged. But inside two minutes, I guess. Children's score, score and play. Childress always used to tell us that when he challenged, he would tell them look for every aspect that you can review. So if I challenge it for point X, look for X Y Z. So that's what this is. Yeah. But I'm with you, and here's and here's my question as a football fan, Chipper, on that particular play, three yard line. Pass play. Yeah, won't this happen every time? Uh, yeah, because sure. guys. Well, I, well, it's, it's some intentional, but you have picks happening like you just said. all the time. Yeah, and I know this. Hopefully, this is as the season goes on. And you know, it's one of those things where they over legislate it early on, and then it just kind of you don't notice it. But honest to God, that game was borderline like unwatchable at times because like every other play was a flag. 
and then you get the all these OPIs and the reviews. It's just it just sucks the flow right out of the game, you know, where you're just sort of anticipating every snap there's going to be a yellow flag. And so I don't know how the NFL thinks it's making it more enjoyable. Maybe, maybe they're just so damn intent on getting everything right. But what, at some at some point, but as Mark Craig wrote in the Star Tribune, that jumps the shark because the sport is not perfect. Well, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be, and, and part of the problem is, I guarantee you. Well, children used to always say ten ten drunks in a the bar theory, right? Yeah. Ask ten drunks in a bar if they thought it was pass interference, and if ten say yeah, then it's pass interference. But like on that Dalvin Cook, I bet if you asked Green Bay, they're like, oh yeah, that was that was pass interference. Yes, Vikings fans, well, that wasn't you know. So that that was not even like clear and obvious, was it? No, and that's what it has to be. So how? I mean, I, no, I know that's not clear and obvious. My contention was this: if Matt Lafleur had thrown the red flag on that exact play and said, "I want to challenge to Dalvin Cook," I think they don't call it. I don't either. But because they saw it in New York, yeah, and they're and they're getting cute now, they call it. And and you know, at this point in time, Chipper, and I've said this for a while, I don't even blame the officials on the field because these rule books have gotten so out of control. Yeah. And they're and they had these guys looking for so much, and now to add where the replay official, and I do think that they should eliminate any. You should not be able to look for anything on turnovers or scoring plays, but the actual act. what what it was. Yeah, did you score? Sure. Did you was his knee down? Ball? Yeah, did, yeah. Because I mean, I understand. You know, a bad no call costs a team a chance to go to the Super Bowl, right? Yep. And that sucks. I mean, it just high-profile incident that you just really botched, but it's like, this is the result? I mean, this is what we want because of that? And, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I, I don't even necessarily mind, you know, the egregious one that they miss, but they're going to challenge the non-egregious ones, you know, that well, uh, push-off. It's like, well... And are they going to call... But it looked like in, in week one, Brad challenged the Trey Wayne's call. Yes. Yeah. Near the end zone, and they said no. That's that's a penalty because he didn't have the back view. But then, sure. But then this one is what I consider to be a Dalvin Cook sort of ticky tack. He yeah yeah he picked him, but I'm not calling that. And so so if I'm a coach from now on, I'm taking that play on my iPad. I'm challenging every Every, touchdown like that, and I'm showing the Dalvin Cook play to the official and saying this is yeah this is the starting point. You open the yeah you open the box. So yeah, I'm with you, and I hate what's going on here. And now uh, our, our guy Seifert had a piece on ESPN.com yesterday about the emphasis on holding calls. Yeah, and again, you know, and they're way up, right? Like way, way up. And what's so frustrating about this entire thing is, just as a starting point, September football already impossible to watch. Yeah, because teams didn't play guys in preseason now, which I get. Yeah, but now it's completely unwatchable. Yeah, because well, everyone's screwing it up. Well. Zimmer's talked a couple of times because he, he said he was on the committee with the holding one, yep. and he said it was always on the backside. Basically, the backside guy was bear-hugging. He said, and he didn't say the team, but he said there's several teams that just do it. I mean, that's part of the way they teach it. And so he said he was on the committee that uh, recommended, you know, this being an emphasis or whatever. But um, And he said, oh, good, I hope it gets out, you know, they get it out of the game because it's but Right. I, well, I'm hoping that it levels off like there's enough – Outcry and people right and saying you're ruining a product that it comes have, down from on high saying okay let's 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 have, relax you why know? do we have to do this because like, they're so we did reactionary this last year they're with so the quarterback because they're so reactionary Randall. because they you know they screwed up a but they but the the thing to me is the Saints thing 
the Saints Rams game. That call was so egregiously missed. Sure. First of all, I would have fired those people because they it was, it's been. terrible. Yeah, yeah. But that was so egregiously missed that that was a great starting point of saying that's the play. Like we're going to get that right. Yeah. And, but uh, and pick plays. But they would come back and say define egregious. Then hire me, and I'll tell you. Yeah, it's like porn. I know it if I see it. <laughs> That's right. It's the same thing as yeah, porn. I know. The judge that said that, but I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. I, I bet can, Green Bay would say that's egregious because it cost them a touchdown. I don't even think in their heart, but it wasn't. Yeah. I don't even think deep down in their little Packer hearts that they would find <laughs> that. Because do you want that against your team? No, no. And, it, and I, I agree. Like that's clear and obvious. Like what happened? No, not the, the Packer, but the Saints. The Saints. Yes. That was clear and obvious. Let's get that right. Like the. Ca- Dalvin Cook thing, we're all sitting here like, what happened? There was nothing on that play. What happened? Right. That's not clear and obvious if you're asking, like, what happened? Right. That's what I don't get. And, and, and here's the other sad thing. So that's this year. Last year we, we spent, and the Packers actually lost the Week 2 game to the yeah. Vikings because of this, because Clay, yeah. Clay Matthews on the Cousins interception landed on Cousins with too much of his weight and was called for it and it erased the pick. And the sad thing now is around the league, if you look at the amount of starting quarterbacks out already. I know. And, and again, this is not good for football. I, but I, it, this is Drew Brees not playing is not good for yeah. football. Roethlisberger not playing is not good for football. I can go down. Andrew Luck retiring sucks <laughs> for football. And Nick Foles. You, you thought September football was bad before? <laughs> Wait till you see it with backup quarterbacks. I know. Yeah. And, and you know. I mean, Roethlisberger, I don't even know. He just threw a ball and grabbed his elbow like a guy needs Tommy John surgery. His it, elbow pulsating, by the way. Did, did you see the no, close-up? No, no. Oh, there, there was a close-up picture because so, he's trying. You can tell he's hurt. And so the camera came in on his elbow, and you could see it, like, pulsating. Oh, It was really disgusting. Isn't it amazing, though? Like, week two, and teams are already like, all right, we're, we're scrambling now. Yeah. And we're, you could try to piece it together, maybe get eight wins, but, I mean, or not, you know. But you know what's incredible? For as much as as popular as the sport is, and for all the things, because I think their schedule is pretty much perfect. Sixteen games is perfect. Yeah, um, they. It feels like they're doing everything to dilute it and make it worse. <laughs> some of it's their fault. Some's not. I mean, I think the rules are their fault. Yeah, I think the rules are their fault. But now this quarterback play. Yeah, it, like when the Vikings don't play on Sundays, I love red zone. I think it's the greatest invention ever. But. What are we now going? Hey, let's show the Steelers now with their backup quarterback over to the Jaguars with their backup quarterback over to the the Colts with Jacoby Brissett because Andrew Luck's not playing despite the fact that, you know, man, it's just as a football fan, it's frustrating. Yeah, it is amazing. Like how how bad quarterback play is, even like starters in this league. And then you think you get to the second or third guy. I mean, there's probably. How many, how many good quarterbacks in the NFL? 22? 20? I don't even know it's that high, to be honest, off the top of my head. Quarterbacks who I would want to watch? Let's take that. Maybe 15. Yeah. Maybe, but now some of them are hurt. Yeah. Look at the New York Jets. I know. I know. Sam Darnold has mono. Trevor Simeon <laughs> is out for the season. Poor practice. And they just signed, what, David Fails. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably... Like, how would you like to be a Jets fan? You think... You know, if you're a Jets fan or a Dolphins fan, at least now you know probably, or the Dolphins especially, at least you know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, you're... Trying to get Lawrence in two years or yeah, so. You're, yeah, you're trying to stink for Trevor. That is a... Uh, what the Dolphins are doing really intrigues me because I don't think we've ever seen that 
in this I league, the league before, steps in and says something. Purposely doing it. And and Royce's uh, theory about this or thought is intriguing, which is you really can't do this because this is how you get people hurt. Yeah. Like baseball, if you tank or basketball, basketball you, you just play scrubs okay, or whatever. Yeah. But his his thing is, no, this is how people actually well, get hurt on a football field. Sure, in a violent sport and yep. you, however you, you know, and you're trading away a guy. That's a – you wonder if the legals step in. I don't know what they can do. But what can they do about it? Yeah, they can't it. do anything, but, yeah, it's a bad look. They tried to get <laughs> – It's a very bad look. Well, they, they tried to sign uh, Teddy to go down there and compete after his contract with the Saints was sure, up. And, I yeah. think, and he's from there, and his mom's there, and I think Teddy Bridgewater said, uh-uh. No. I'm not going to be competing for a job where I know that you're trying to lose. So Teddy's – is he the guy now, or are they going to do that Taysom they, Hill? They won't announce – Sean Payton won't, won't announce it. We're going to go with the quarterback platoon. He's, that's exactly what he's doing. The college thing. Yeah, he's threatening to go with platoon. Which, PJ will be in love with this idea. <laughs> PJ, I think it's fantastic. That little faith in in Bridgewater. Right? I think it's a bluff. I think Taysom's going to play quite a bit. Yeah, they'll have a package in, in place. In a package, yes, maybe a ninety ten. I, you know what I think this is a chipper. I think this is the old the subterfuge. How many, yeah. how many times have we, have we seen this one? Yeah, I know. I'm not going to tell you if I'm starting Tavares Jackson or Gus Fry, <laughs> but Brad, it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah, it, it's not going to change things. Um, I I was driving to Green Bay with Collar mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoon, so I missed this. Give me the cliff notes and your thoughts on a 3-0 and gopher football team that barely got by Georgia Southern. I, I wrote that they should be happy to be 3-0, and but they should be concerned by how they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never apologize for winning. And, and I understand teams lose. and We've seen my favorite team lose. But to just ignore it and say, ah, we're 3-0, and we're good. Don't worry about it. And it's like, eh, that would be that flippant, you know, because the offensive line just hasn't played well. I mean, they didn't play well again. They haven't pass protected well. I for life of me I don't know what that is about because you know I banged the drum for them like hey this line is huge they returned four of the five guys they played well at the end of the, last is year the whole line physical. not playing well at this point yeah I don't think any of them have been have met expectations um, their receivers are dynamite I mean this is the best collection of wide receivers maybe that program's ever had now they've had a Ron Johnson and Eric Decker. You know, guys, but they haven't had four guys. I mean, you got two NFL receivers on there, and heck, Demetrius Douglas was a star. You know, Saturday. Um, I don't think the defense line has been great either, and they're just been kind of sloppy. They didn't run the ball that well. Now, in saying that, they were down to their fifth running back. So Rodney Smith got hurt, had an oblique or something. Uh, Mo Ibrahim didn't even play; he was out. Shannon Brooks hasn't been back yet, which. I think they may get him for Purdue. And then Cam Wiley, the freshman from Vegas, got a concussion. So these are fourth guys. So they were down to Bryce Williams. Right. I mean, they're fifth running back. I mean, it's even if you're playing whoever, you're down to your fifth running back. That's tough sledding. Sure. Um, but, I mean, so they get a turnover. They were up 28-20, uh, I want to say midway through the fourth quarter, about the 30 or 25 of, of Georgia Southern. You're like, all right, score here, ball game's over. They go three and out. They're going to kick a field goal. You're like, all right, even if it's 31-10 or 31-20, uh, you, you should be fine there. Gets blocked, return for a touchdown. You know, next one, sack strip, return for a touchdown. It's like, come on. I mean, this is – and, you know, to your credit, they found a way to win. They, they were third and 29 from their own six, and you're thinking they're going to lose this game. And then Demetrius Douglas and makes a good play, and Tanner made some big throws. But they're they're just doing enough, and they're getting by on – spectacular catches by their wide receivers, that ain't a good formula. 
right. like sustain. I mean, it's fun to watch and it's right. great for the wide receivers and they're they're really terrific. But they've they've got to clean a lot of stuff up and play better. But they're three zero. Big, uh, Big Ten West so far because Purdue's not very average. Purdue's very yeah. shaky, right? Purdue's a mess right now. Um, I think Northwestern's one on one. Iowa, you know, escaped Iowa State with a win. Um, I, I, I still think they're pretty good. Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, you know, they'll be physical run. Taylor's obviously dynamite runner. Sure. So I think I, just, I, I still think it's wide open. I think Gophers can be in the mix, but they've got to play a lot better. So is the offensive line concerning or struggling? I think it's, like the Vikings. I don't see a fix there. I think they can be good, but I just center. I don't. It the thing is concerning is like they should impose their will on these three teams. Yeah, and they haven't. Now Fresno State, they're they're a good team. They're a good night, and that was a there were a lot of mistakes made by the yeah, a lot of turnovers. Game, yeah, a lot of dumb mistakes made. But at least I gave that you know it's a road game against a pretty good team. Yeah, the the two home wins scare me. Yeah, far and, more. Yeah, it's just – I think just the inconsistency on offense. And the thing is, uh, I think they're really trying to figure out, like, they want to be a power running team first, but the offensive line is really not playing that well. And so – and then and they're beat up. Well, that's the running back. The and, offensive but, identity, I don't – I don't think they know what it is yet because their best players are wide receivers. Yeah. And so – So I tell you – I know you is. want to establish a run and be like that, but it's like, hey, throw the ball to Bateman. Yeah, I do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> throw it off the Bateman. I can help him. Yeah, throw it to Ty Johnson. I can work for the National Football League with yeah, the rules and I the know. golfers. Throw the ball. Yeah, so Bateman I, catches everything. And what the other thing is, is like Tanner Moore has been weird. He's like – he's made some like really bad throws, but then he's like been clutch. Yeah. So he's been all over well, the map. about the throw he made to Chris Yeah, Bell I mean, it's just incredible. And he, he made some of that when he had to. So he hasn't, he's been he's inconsistent. Great, he, he doesn't, he does not bother. No. I mean, he's just got, you know, he stares down his receivers a lot. Yeah. But um, I think they're still, and I asked PJ about last week, and he said they're developing their offense. And you're trying to figure out who can do what. And I think they're just trying to, because in the past it's been one or two guys. All right, we got Rodney or we got whoever. I mean, you have. Three when Shannon gets back, you got three pretty good running backs. I'm not saying all world, but three sure pretty good. And then you got three, you know, two really good wide receivers. And Ottman Bell's good. So I think they're trying to figure out: Are we a pass first? Are we run first? What's the balance here? You know, do we air it out? You know, so I think they're still trying to grapple with how do they got, air it they out. got a lot of yeah. I know they got a lot of air skill it out. positions. PJ air it out. Yeah, but you don't want to. I know. You know. I don't think they're wired that way or built that way. So, uh, Vols, who we got on Saturday? Florida. Oh, <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> What's the record? Huh? Vols right now. We're one and two. We beat Chattanooga. Yeah, you beat Chattanooga. Hey, John, you can't go ten and two until you beat Chattanooga. Did right? you? Did you just? Did you just not say you never turned down a victory? <laughs> you never you beat Chattanooga. We might want to apologize about that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chip Scott. Right, Conduits of trouble. We'll talk to you later.